0: what is up welcome to the divisional round of the matchup points live stream here at FantasyPoints.com. i am john hansen that is adam kaplan and brett whitefield we've got well we've got our guy tommy t and our guy trey on the other side of the glass uh over overbooked here uh with, with our producers but wanted to make sure we were good to go we are what's up guys i know you're good uh Let's get into it here as we jump right into it. Let me just send out my tweet here. Uh, let's see here.
1: They actually put one out for you already.
0: Oh, I know. I'm just RTing it with a comment. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think that moves the needle a little bit more when we let's do see. that. But all right, let's get into uh, the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. Adam uh, already had some big news here with Marlon Humphrey. Uh, being yep. rolled out. Yep. What else is going on here, injury wise? Yeah, so
1: Andrews has got a shot to play. He's the one guy they're not totally sure about. You know, they'll they'll uh, they'll put him through the walkthrough tomorrow in pregame. Mm-hmm. The, the question, though, is really how much can he play? This is the thing because he's yeah. been out since November 16th when he got hurt. So you're talking about over two months. You're conditioning. You're always worried about that. My thing is, if he could run, he could play. But the question then would be, how much can he play? So if you're doing daily. And let you know, you obviously look for the reports before the game if he's clear to play. How if anybody finds out how much they plan to play? And that, that's a key for Daly.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's uh pretty risky here when we look yep. at it. Brett, um, well, this is a rematch here. Uh, what are you looking at for your guy uh Slowick and the Texans here? I mean, I looked at the numbers. And it, it seems like a pretty good schematic matchup here for Stroud. They mostly play cover three, cover four. Uh, certainly no Marlon Humphrey helps, but you know, they present you know a lot of challenges with their various looks. they fake you out with ghosts and the like. Uh, what do you think here for about Stroud's matchup?
2: Yeah, the term uh, blocking ghosts was something that uh, I believe it was Mitchell Schwartz said in a podcast recently, and I love it. But that's what that's what Baltimore does. They they make your offensive line feel like they're blocking ghosts. They're going to give you a ton of different you know pressure looks. They're going to you know rock and roll safeties in and out. Um, they're going to show single high, play two eyes. So this is really just a big test for Stroud and how see how far he's come with identifying some of these disguised looks. Um, I mean, without Marlon Humphrey, man, you gotta love the, the matchup here uh, for Nico Collins. Um, I. I mean, shoot, they've been force-feeding him the ball. He looks he looks awesome. So um, I, I do really like the, the matchup for Nico. He's going to see, you know, without Humphrey in the lineup, he'll, he'll also see a lot of Brandon Stevens, and I think that's probably Baltimore's worst corner, even though he's had a good story this year. So, uh, But Baltimore ultimately plays so much, you know, that off-zone type stuff with the cover three and the cover four. and That's really where Nico, he's been shredding those looks all, all season. He's how
0: how awesome to, of a job I thought they did getting him the ball. I mean, it was pretty amazing. I was a little worried, you know, figured you'll know, he'll command special attention. But I mean, they they had no answers for Nico.
2: Yeah, he he's so good on those inbreakers and he's such a big body that even when he's not getting a ton of separation, like he's he's just open, big, huge target.
0: Adam, I mean, what do you think about the receiver spot opposite Nico? You know, I separate from Dalton Schultz, John Mechie did kind of step up a little bit. Hutchinson, I thought was coming on a little bit, but he's hit a little bit of a wall. I mean, do we look at Bobby Trees? I mean, somebody else has to step up here. Noah Brown is out.
1: Yeah, a couple things are so, so I would expect Mechie uh, to to start opposite uh, Collins and Woods to be the three. You know, he's their, he can be their Z or their slot. Mm-hmm. He'll, those two will rotate. Mechie played a lot last week. Uh, remember, it was Stroud's first game as a professional. He didn't turn the ball over in terms of passing. In the first, in week one, he did he did fumble it, but that that was a good test for him. The weather will be clear. Whatever snow they get tomorrow, it's not going to happen on Saturday. Uh, the wind should be moderate, so I'm not really worried about that. Uh, their their offensive line's kind of stabilized themselves. Uh, the only they've got a couple defensive injuries on the front. Other than that, now if you're if you're the Texans, you're going to want to go after Ronald Darby when he's on the field. Uh, he'll he'll see some times. You know, Stevens is a guy everybody picks on. But Ronald Darby, when he's out there, is not the same player he once was. Um, His eye discipline has always gotten him. So that's one thing to watch in that matchup.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Filling in there for for Marlon Humphrey. I I forgot he was even there, honestly. Um, (laughs) Go play. And Arthur Merlett, too, the former Steeler, right? Is he more of a nickel corner? Rocky Sin. They got some (laughs) names uh, uh, back there. Um, Brett, uh, any thoughts on what Brevin Jordan gives this offense it might not be a lot but when when he gives him something it's usually big
2: (laughs) yeah he's kind of a little yak daddy over there you know he's catching some of these checkdowns and and you know i would say like flat routes they run some screens to him sometimes but really good after the catch you saw it last week you had the 76 yarder most of that was after the catch so um that's that's uh it's a nice compliment to schultz because schultz is also good at that stuff but i think schultz is a better route runner so they like getting him you know downfield a little bit more.
0: Is it possible that Devin Singletary really actually has the best matchup here? Uh, the Ravens are allowing the six most adjusted yards before contact, 4.5 yards to carry to running backs. I mean, I don't trust Singletary, but I mean. You know, yeah, last
2: five weeks it's gotten worse too. They're like two, almost 2.7 right. adjusted yards before contact.
0: Uh, some of that,
2: John, is a little inflated because the, the game script for Baltimore is always really good. So what ends up happening is you get a lot of teams running like draw on third and 10, and they're going to get eight yards before they get yeah. touched.
0: So that, Probably, you know, hurry, hurry up, hurry yeah. up. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. So, um, But yeah, that, that is a great matchup for him. So Baltimore's actually been especially weak on some outside zone type stuff as well, which is what, you know, obviously Bobby Sloak wants to do down, down there in Houston. So.
0: All right, well, we'll give him a shot here um, for the Ravens. I looked at it, looks kind of probably about an even matchup uh, for Lamar uh, based on the covered shells. He's not great against cover two, for example. Uh, They run that about 16% of the time. Uh, Didn't crush it in that first matchup. So early on in the offense, threw a pick, uh, 169 scoreless yards, though certainly easier to throw on Houston uh, than to run. Uh, Flacco did get some digits here um Brett what do, what do you think about the general matchup here for Lamar this might not be a big running game for him but then again maybe he runs a lot in lieu of handing it off to the running backs because it's such a tough matchup
2: yeah so among the playoff teams remaining Houston plays the least amount of man coverage um I think that to your point that could potentially slow Lamar down as far as how much he runs the ball I will say though since week 11 Lamar I mean he's my MVP he kind of was. most of the season but since week 11 this guy is playing out of his mind he ranks top five in literally every statistical or advanced analytic metric we have in the fantasy points data suite fifth in yards per attempt uh fourth in completion percentage over expectation which is a crazy stat considering the narrative surrounding lamar jackson coming into the season the accuracy issues he, you know, we saw his entire career to be fourth in the entire NFL in completion percentage over expectation for that is crazy, especially mm-hmm. when he is pushing the ball downfield the way he is. So it's almost like he can't, there's no bad matchup for him right now. He's just playing that good. The one thing that gives me a little pause is Houston has one of the best passers in the NFL over the last eight weeks or five weeks. Sorry. Um, their time to pressure in that span is like 2.49 which is one of the lowest marks in the league. Baltimore on the other hand, their time or Lamar's time to throw is 3.08. So there's going to be a rubber meets the road situation here where Lamar wants to hold the ball, Texans get home quickly. Does that lead to more rushing or does that lead to, you know, you know, Lamar having to speed his process up, which we haven't really seen him have to do this year?
0: Could it mean a little bit short passing game to like that's, Zay Flowers?
2: That's kind of what I was getting at by speeding that process. Yep, Zay Flowers maybe um, if, if Andrews is back and they, they get him involved that way in some, some of the short parts of the field, but yep. Zay. Oh, Adam.
1: One thing I do want to add, John Humphrey did not play in week one. Uh, he, that he was coming off of that foot procedure in August mm-hmm. and Nico had a good game there. They, they, they went, they took some shot plays to him. Uh, he was actually really active in that game. So that's just one thing to take a look at without Humphrey again, that if you're looking for, um, you know, I, I don't know what his prop is for yardage, but that that could be factored in.
0: Um, I can actually look that up. Uh, I had a question about the uh, Ravens letting Melvin Gordon go, so I expect Dalvin Cook will dress this weekend. He will.
1: No, he's he'll be the third back. Um, I know that um, a personal source who graded Cook's tape said he absolutely lost a step. In fact, uh, this guy it was this guy's report that he handed to his general manager said, "No, I think we should pass on him." So almost Mm liked him uh Uh, now he can help with pass protection you know that he knows how to do that obviously that's not hill's forte um but yeah i I would for fantasy for a prop i mean there's no way
0: brett uh real quick uh they they don't travel stingley at all right because it seems like he is absolutely balling
2: stingley is absolutely balling he has come on super strong um no they don't really travel he basically plays left cornerback like 95% 95% of the time the only time he's really not playing left cornerback is when there's not a receiver on that side he'll play you know we call it strong safety left but it's basically the same
0: position so I you, mean, he, you do know about his uh grandfather correct no oh that's Daryl Stingley's grandson Darryl no, Stingley? really.
1: the late Daryl Stingley yeah
0: yeah oh man I I remember when it happened Daryl Stingley I believe I, I was like six years old it was like yeah. a big deal when he was uh, paralyzed. I was a very high profile play, Brett, mm-hmm. because it was Jack Tatum who Ugh. laid out the hit, who was the Adam, the, the nastiest enforcer of the seventies. Correct. They
1: called him the assassin. That's actually in his, I think his book, maybe they call me the assassin. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that is an awesome story that, uh, Daryl Stingley's grandson is, is balling in, in the NFL, uh, Derek Stingley. Um, Let's see here out of something else. Well, what do you think about their running game? You know, it's a tough one to handicap here, Brett, but it does seem like, you know, Gus Edwards is the guy, but you know, Justice Hill gets worked in there. I might might it be a Justice Hill game against a tough run defense.
2: Yeah, to me, it's gonna be all about down and distance. Like Justice Hill seems to be more the change of pace, you know, second long, third down kind of guy. So um with Houston's you know their run defense is excellent. It's probably if it's not the best in the league, it's definitely top three. If Baltimore can't run the football, you're gonna probably see a lot more Justice Hill than you would think because those you know, second long, third and third down situations, he'll be a part of that. So
0: that's what I mean. Yeah. By the way, uh, not that I tied it into it, but he did score two rushing touchdowns. Did Justice Hill in that uh first matchup? Moving on to Green Bay at San Fran. Well, you Know we did the live stream last week and we, uh, I feel like we certainly intimated that this could happen. And oh boy, it did! Uh, the, the Packers kicked ass and looking good here. But Adam, uh, AJ Dillon, no practice, no, actually. No, well he,
1: he got no, he's not, he got working today. Actually,
0: oh, I thought he was like a no go, but but he's still questionable.
1: Yeah, no, no. He got he got some work in. He yeah. has to. He'll play if he gets cleared medically. He's got to get cleared for contact on the neck. So he missed five straight practices, but he got some work in today. He's got a chance now. If you watch the game last week, boy, as soon as Aaron Jones went out, it, they're they're running. It, it's like they were frozen. Emmanuel Wilson, you know, he he was on IR weeks ago. He he, he slows everything down. It's all about Jones. Yeah, man, he, Jones is brings the juice. Yep. Patrick Taylor doesn't have it. Emmanuel Wilson certainly doesn't have it. They, boy, the run game, as soon as he came out, it, it it stopped. You know, they couldn't move. They couldn't
0: move on Yeah, the yeah. And then, Brett, you know, let's go into their offense. You know, Jordan Love, absolutely on fire. Um, not the greatest matchup here, scheme-wise. I, I looked at um, they play cover three, four, and six, you know, half the time, which is not ideal here for Jordan Love. Uh, talk about the challenge. You know, one of the first things that popped in my head when I realized that they were going to win is something that you said all year about the Niners. If you can protect, yeah, you know, with your tackles, you without a ton of extra help, and, and I think Green Bay is probably one of the best candidates to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, I would say Green Bay's offensive line is probably the best pass protecting unit in the NFL. So. Um, I actually picked – I don't know if you saw in our staff pick John, I picked Green Bay to win this game. So, Oh, wow.
0: I right. haven't made – Oh, the, the crap. Green. I forgot to make it
1: The Niners? This, this week's game? Yep, I picked Green Bay. To really? I can
0: see it. I can yep. absolutely oh, positively oh. see it. Okay. Every
2: game San Francisco's played this year where the other team had uh, a, a really good pass protection unit they've lost. They have not played a single game where mm-hmm. they, they've came out on top that secondary is is not very good and when you give your you know the opposing opposing quarterback time he he can tread you so i like love a lot in this game i know you know some of the schematic matchups you know he he doesn't have the best numbers against but i I do really like um what i'm seeing here
1: well Uh, brad
0: if you're right then no offense to your lions i'm sure we'd get to that if you're right then i then the green bay packers are going to the super bowl
1: Well, they're playing it. They play at Detroit. If Detroit wins, yeah, how about that for the championship? game? A couple things we should mention: it's going to rain, barring a a change. Obviously, could change. Now there will be like no wind. I'm not too worried about it. Um, Green Bay. The good thing is Watson came out of the game fine. Jade Reed with a lingering chest injury is good to go. So all their skill position players, other than Dylan uh will will are,
0: are gonna play. Now, um, and Jair Alexander.
1: Yeah. Now Jair is he didn't do they held him out today. That that was a precaution. They want to give him a chance to play. Now he re-injured his ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said he could not go back in the game after he injured it. You know, obviously he played great. Um the the thing so Brett talked about the cornerback situation. Everybody goes after DeAmador Lenore. They try to make a trade for Jalen Johnson. They were they wanted him. They they actually called the Raiders for what did I put out there? Um, Nate Hobbs, the, no, the writers, no. they weren't trading him. So good, that would have
0: been a good pick.
1: That, and that tells you what they don't need to say it out loud. They're telling you, folks, they don't think they're good enough. A corner opposite Ward. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with Brett. That's what you do. You go after Lenore. And if Ambery Thomas is in, you're going after him. Whoever's in, more Thomas yeah. than uh, yeah. Lenore probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Brett, can you expand on, uh, on what you're saying? You know, look, I mean, Brock Purdy throws an early pick. McCaffrey gets a little dinged. I mean, anything could happen. The, the, they are fairly talented still on defense here. What what do you see here? What What's the impetus for the upset pick?
2: Yeah, it's to me, it's just that when San Francisco's been in these situations where they need to trade blows with the other team, right. that's when you've seen Purdy crack a little bit. When he's playing with a big lead, he looks awesome. It's great um it's just those those tight games is really where he's falling apart and i i think green bay has the firepower to keep this you know close for the whole game potentially even and get a little bit of lead depending on how the the possessions work out early in the game um i like matt lafleur is absolutely balling right now as a play he call. is man yeah um, i you know you don't want to say losing a hall of fame quarterback is good for the team but like Aaron was at a point where he was just kind of doing his own thing running you know, slant flat every other pass concept which is what he loves and, yep. and I think Jordan loves just doing what he's similar to Purdy honestly in San Francisco he's just doing what he's being coached to do he's got the talent to make it work and he's just letting it rip and he's got this Jordan loves game it's like this combo of like it's a little Mahomesian but it's a little, a little Mahomesian
0: Stafford
2: like it's like it, it, there's some some really cool elements to that game it's, it's just Rodgers yeah yeah there is some there's for sure some Rodgers too um, and then also Aaron Jones just looks awesome too. He, like last four games, 23 touches a game, 134 yards average, um, explosive run rates way up there again, Force missed tackles going through the roof, like vintage Aaron Jones. So all, all that really excites me. Um, San Francisco on defense, they have a ton of talent, but it's so focused in one position. They're like six deep at defensive end. To edge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You can't play all six of those guys all the time. So while they're giving you fresh bodies all game, it doesn't really matter when you have the pass protection unit the Green Bay Packers have.
1: Yeah, Farrell, Cleveland Farrell's out, uh Young will, chase young will start. Is obviously an upgrade. Uh I I I believe young I, I believe that uh love can handle this. He, he is he there's no quarterback playing better right now. He's so under control and so calm. Nothing phases him. Isn't it amazing how comfortable he is?
0: Oh yeah. Now look, I I hear you. You know, I tweeted. By the way, I tweeted right when it was evident that they were going to win. I was like, you know what? That shit could happen. They could win that game because I I felt like it was legitimate. It was a legitimate claim. Of course, Twitter told me I was an idiot, but I I will say for Brock Purdy in the offense, you know, Green Bay's D is not overly aggressive. They're not a shutdown D. They're not a smothering D.
1: That's the best D by the way against Dallas that they played all year. It was. I, I was shocked.
0: Yeah, they... I don't they, know if they
1: could do it two weeks in a row. I just,
0: <laughs> right, they do have those those big voids, Brad, as we've outlined here in the middle of the field. Kittle could crush them. Yep. You know, I mean, they are zone-heavy. Could be a big Debo game. You know, I just think the talent is probably going to win out. But, hey, I respect the, the, the take there because, look, we've been kind of on this for most of the year. You know what I mean? Like, all these... I, I said in the summer that I literally liked everyone on the Packers at their ADP. And I mean, they didn't produce a ton of stars, but they all had their little moments there, you know, like, so Um, I I hear you.
2: One thing I will say too, John, is I think I'm really comfortable with the over on this game. 50.5 points right now. I'm very comfortable with the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's, that's a great point. Let me ask you, no, let's say, you know, it's going to be a shootout back and forth affair. I guess you give the edge to Green Bay in that regard.
2: I do. That, that's that's the driving point of my argument. Is I think, I think Love will make less mistakes in a, in a game that's with it's that kind of game script. So, Adam, what
0: do you think? That's a great. That's a great point. This turns into a back and forth shootout. Who you who you banking on, Love or Purdy?
1: Love. Purdy is not shown that ability. They're they're a play from ahead team. They're not. They're just not comfortable playing from behind. That's true. That is true. Uh, I, I can tell you that because that's the way other teams told me. Like you, you got to get ahead of them. They are a front-running team, and they are really hard to beat because they play a specific way. Kyle is True. a he's Mister Balance. True. He doesn't want them to not be balanced. This is the way that they talk inside their building. And so, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't, want lo- we also don't want to Love to be far behind. We, we we love the rhythm that he's playing with, which is incredible. And they're they they're kind of a super spreader offense. They're they past target group giant, as You and I were talking about Wednesday. They're legit six or seven deep. Two 10 ends, five receivers, your boy Melton. It's been a nice story. Watson played limited snaps. He's playing in uh, sub, but yeah. he'll play more this week. So
0: let's go. Now, the one thing is maybe the whole key to the game is if Christian McCaffrey comes out and doesn't look great or gets nicked up, then I'd say it's panic time. As somebody who had tens of thousands of dollars on the line with McCaffrey's last game, I can tell you he was not right before that injury. He 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 looked noticeably the worst that he looked all year, in my opinion. And then all of a sudden, boom, he got hurt. So, I mean, I guess we're not worried about his calf. He should be good to go, right? Are he's playing.
1: Oh, he's he's he's. No, I mean, playing. I know he's
0: playing, but like, yeah. um, it's. T- I mean, it's over two
1: weeks, so I mean, he should be. F- I mean, remember, he didn't play in week eighteen, so this is actually nearly three weeks. He should be look normal.
0: Let's not forget too. Also, back to the Kittle point. Uh. Yeah. Our guy Jake Ferguson scored three tutties against the D- the D last week. I know it was a mm-hmm. uh,
2: hurry up. But... Some garbage time there, but yeah, yeah. it counts. Uh-huh. Uh, I will say though, the Green Bay's run defense has been awesome the last seven weeks. I think Detroit, Green Bay, and Houston are the top three run defenses over the last seven weeks. So that that uh, to your point, John, if CMC is not you know fully healthy and, and Green Bay's humming defending the run there, that could be that could be problematic for them, making them one dimensional.
0: Yep. Yeah. By the way, that Jake Ferguson. Now, I've been a guy, a Jake Ferguson guy, but yeah, he's way more impressive in the NFL than it would have appeared coming out of that senior bowl week for sure. Yeah, he was just rock solid that week. That's all it was. You know, to me, he looked like
2: your your quintessential tight end two forever. Like he'd just be a tight end two on a team forever. But he's he's a legit starter.
0: Or or a guy like ah well, our tight end one's Ferguson, but oh you know it's not bad for a couple years. You know. Yeah. Um, but he's more than that. Uh, Tampa at Detroit. Hell, I even worried about uh, Schoonmaker at this point. Um, Tampa at Detroit. Um, what do we have here, injury wise, Adam? Uh,
1: for Tampa, the only one is Shaq Barrett. Uh, he got hurt in the last game with an ankle injury. Yaya Diaby will play. Godwin, he's got this lingering knee problem. I don't know if it's related to the ACL, but oh yeah, yeah, he's he's playing. Baker's fine. He came out of the game. Eagles. <laughs> Eagles never came close to hitting his ribs. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So he, he's good to go. He's going to have to be better. He was awful in the first – I actually re-watched that game this week. I don't know why. I just – I had an hour to – he was awful in that first game against Detroit. You know what's crazy about that game in week six at Tampa? Branch didn't play. Wow. Um, they had three stars on defense out in that game. Yeah, and uh, offense too. Yeah, yeah. And, and they still – boy, Tampa – Tampa got lucky. They played an awful Philly team last week, so I I don't, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it will be a blowout, but I I don't see Detroit struggling at all in this game.
0: Brett, um, back to Baker. I don't think the offense was what this offense really ultimately became, and you know, for the year is, but even in mid October, it was still somewhat early. And I mean, the matchup here for Evans and Godwin is. You know, I think you're preparing for the Lions to give up some points here, I would assume.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, that, that defense, they've gone through a transformation. It's completely an opportunistic defense, but they're going to give up points along the way. Um, Just the way that they're playing this uber aggressive, you know, Brian Flores style where, you know, actually, I shouldn't say they're going to up points. They'll give up yards. Points is actually they're only giving up 20 points a game the last six weeks. Which is mm-hmm. great, you know. That's you know better than half the leagues. So, uh, but just tons of yards, and they, they've been good in the red zone. Situational football has been good for red them.
1: Zone. That's what McVeigh said, Brett. Is McVeigh yeah. said, "Look, we moved the football, but we could not score. Yep. That's why they lost. That's they true. They lost a game. You know.
2: And it's really this this new aggressive style that Aaron Glenn has adopted. They're blitzing like crazy. Forty four percent blitz rate in that. Same time frame I just laid out, which was their their season average at the halfway mark was eighteen percent. So it's a, it's a, a literal identity flip. Um, they realized the only way to get Hutchinson the one on ones he needs is to mm-hmm. to send, you know, get more exotic with it. And Hutchinson's thriving because of it. I think he's got seven sacks the last four games. Um, so this is, you know, that's kind of the the blueprint. But they're going to up a ton of yards. Mike Evans should eat. Um, Baker, to your point, like John, this this offense did not start good. If you kind of project what they de- have done since week 13 on it's been awesome for them
1: oh um, you know his back james houston who's a sub package rusher they I, they love him yeah he, he got activated today so uh he oh, yeah. in fact if you look at who was out in the first matchup gibbs was out jonah jackson was out on offense on defense uh Gardner johnson was out and uh, brian branch was out and yet on the road they held them to 20 points, and they still were able to, to win rather handily. They 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 dominated that game. I know it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa is a very average team. That's the way they're seeing around the league. They have upside because of the receiver group. And ha- how about my boy Kate Otten out of the blue crushes Philly. And who? he dropped a ball. Bo- he dropped a 30 yard pass. Who? Kate Otten last week.
0: Oh, Kate Otten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, who? I'm finally, gonna... finally. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, he finished the season with 11th in fantasy points per game this year. I believe it. No, he was he well, he was steady Eddie every week, getting three catches most weeks. You know, it ended up. Uh, had a couple big games. It was like maybe three times a year. It was like during the year was good. Um not the worst schematic matchup here for Baker. They do play a decent amount of man. Um, I looked here, uh they've
2: upticked that quite a bit lately too, John. They think they're last five weeks, they're like thirty four percent man Detroit is
0: because it ties into them being more aggressive,
2: yes, exactly
0: which could lead them pr- more prone to big plays. W- what about the notion of Rashad white? They've been pretty good limiting running backs out of the backfield, right? Rashad didn't do all that much. I feel like Rashad catches four or five balls on this one.
2: Yeah. They've even been good at stopping that, believe it or not. They, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, they're I know. good at both, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, McVay definitely had that idea with, um, with Kyron last week. They just, unfortunately a couple, I think a couple balls got batted down or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that if you want to mitigate a blitz, start hitting the screen game to your running back, and you know that exactly. that'll pack a team off pretty quickly. And, and Rashad's been great at that all year long. So,
0: yep. How about David Moore, Adam? We, we were on no. uh, a secondary guy doing it. Yeah. Uh we got lucky because, but they both did. But David Moore, you well, got Trey Palmer. I
1: mean, dude, the, the, it should have been an eight-yard completion. It, oh, I know that Trey, lucky. That was one of the worst efforts of tackling I've seen in my life oh the Eagles look checked out like they were. I just, know didn't they they were terrible yep. but our guy David Moore John it's been six years since he was a factor six years
0: oh, by the way they said that was somebody told me today that it was the second worst collapse maybe ever in the modern era of a 10-1 and team
1: do you know that David Moore's been on seven teams
0: yeah I do I would have guessed eight that's
1: <laughs> Guess what school he went to you'll never get it <sighs> South Carolina. Nevada. East East Central State. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Well, for Mr. Jared Goff, I'd say plus matchup here. They do play a lot of man. He's not great against that. Um, not great against cover two and six, but good against cover three and four, which we're looking at a sixty plus percent uh time in in those shells brett so what do you what about golf
2: yeah i I like the matchup um he's especially good at these types of cover three and cover four they're going to see because those corners are going to be backed off a little bit because the tampa bay buccaneers like to blitz last five weeks 53 percent blitz rate which is insane golf is also good against the blitz by the way unless the blitz gets home (laughs) that's a different conversation golf not good under pressure but when you blitz him and the the o-line picks it up um, he's yeah. he's he just he was
1: really good in that first matchup. He was so composed, and they yeah. they let him throw the ball. It was interesting, you know. They controlled the game, but he still put the ball up forty four times, which I thought it, was pretty. Yeah, I
0: mean, three hundred fifty three uh, yards,
1: yeah. eight oh, yards oh. Of attempt. Laporta Couldn't is much better this week. You know, he did a good. He, he, they played more than probably we expect him to play. Labored a little bit, but he 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 got a lot of work, and he's good to go. The only player they won't be won't have is cleef Raymond. He's got the sprain yeah. knee. Yeah. That's a yeah. bummer.
0: Um, you know what? I'm a little surprised that Donovan Peoples-Jones, Brett, has been a complete non-factor.
1: I told you that, John, at the trade. The
0: so, yeah.
1: wouldn't play
2: when they traded for him. It was it was twofold. It was J-Mo had not quite broken out as the wide receiver two yet. J-Mo's playing the second most snaps on the team right now at receiver. So yep. that that had not happened yet. And then two, Kaylee um, Raymond was ba- uh, was banged up. Craig Reynolds was banged up. They needed a backup punt returner. And Gunner and keeps oh, Peoples right. Jones yeah. is a Gunner for them, and he's a back, their backup part returner. So, yep.
1: uh, oh, Khalil
2: Dorsey was also on IR at that time. So they they really needed um, some special. They value special teams a
1: lot. So they they basically. Gay is an awesome special teams coach. She's one of the best. Yeah.
0: Well, what about the Lion running attack here? Uh, that is a pretty good strength of the Tampa defense. Yep. You know, are, are they going to be able to impose their will um, right away? It may take them a while, a little bit, to chip chip away at a little bit. I could see because there have been games, often, more often than not, where they just come out and run it right away. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. Like even last week, the first drive, second drive against the Rams, it was like three in a row went for ten plus, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be a long day for the Rams defense. And then it slowly. Yep. Got turned off a little bit, but um, yeah, this could be the opposite of that. I think it's going to have to be a grinded out game. It is interesting because the first matchup we didn't have, uh, so Montgomery left in week or sorry the first quarter, right? Gibbs didn't play. They were down. Jonah Jackson,
0: yeah.
2: Um, Vitai had just gone on IR, so there was there were some issues that first game. Um, I do think Tampa's run defense is really good though, especially with Vea healthy. So um, yep. that that could be a, a grinded out style game for sure.
0: By the way, we were all over Josh Reynolds last week. Uh, I I listed both prop over the catch over the yards. That was boy, there's nothing better when you're you're on a guy like that and he comes right out of the gate with like two for forty in, like the first drive. Yeah, it's the best. Dude, he had what 80 yards at halftime or something. The yeah, they didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, how about the sun god though, man? He is so damn good. I'm trying to think of like honestly, you know who. It, it kind of compares to a little bit, you know, it, it's it's almost like Jerry Rice at this point, Adam, in that not overly impressive physically, not not fast.
1: He reminds me of Ke- a smaller Keenan Allen. He, he catch yeah. he just, he's a massive pass target receiver. He catches everything. He's a little bit slight of build. As we were saying weeks ago, you basically have to think he's going to miss a couple games each season because he's just smaller, but he's an absolute baller. I don't Probably. think he missed any this year though, did he? No.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he you got you right. got hurt a little bit. Maybe did, did he miss a game?
1: He'd miss like two. I'll ch- oh, double was it check two? him for fairly certain. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I know that sounds absurd, but I'm just talking like there aren't many dudes in the modern yeah, He missed age. one
1: with an he missed one with an abdomen one. injury. Yeah.
0: There aren't many guys in the modern era who put up these kind of numbers and command the ball like this, unless they're like freaking Julio Jones. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not Julio Jones. Neither was Jerry Rex. He was like a four or five guy. Um, anyway,
2: it's, it's not slow though. Like, I, I, I know we've got so many fast demons now that that seems slow, but that's yeah. still not slow. And I mean, Jerry to, got
0: yeah. great separation, but yeah, well, well that's where
2: Amon Rao's great. Like, he had an elite three cone, elite short shuttle, like, he's short area quickness over long speed
1: for sure.
0: Well, that's that's a little rice there. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I know it's a weird cop, but um, j- just no, but Jerry's
1: <laughs> run after is. You know are gonna be the best in NFL history that's true that is very true
0: that is very, it's a little bit of a different skill set game and all that yeah no doubt uh let's see uh Jerry won bad in those air yard balls either tell you the truth for sure um what else we have all right well I guess we're good I think we've kind of covered every angle there and we can move on to the final game which is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills oh boy uh, what what, we, what what's up with Teron Johnson? All the injured Bills. Here,
1: yeah, right? so they're they're really banged up on the back seven. It's it's mostly at linebacker. Uh, so Terrell Bernard, they're, they're they're Mike linebacker. He has a right ankle, doesn't look good. Um, well, Gabe Davis obviously is highly unlikely to play with his PCL sprain. But getting back to yeah. defense, you know, Shakir fills in for him. He scored last week, so Terrell Bernard doesn't look doesn't look good for him. Teron Johnson has got one more step and he'll get cleared. Out of the protocol. Um, what about Benford? Yeah, here's uh, Benford. hasn't done anything with his knee injury. We'll see. To, we'll, we'll see tomorrow uh, because they do work tomorrow. Um, yeah, the kid Dotson, who was starting for, um, who missed last week's game with a shoulder injury, he was filling in for Milano. He, they're hopeful that he could take contact on this injury, and the kid who filled in for him hurt his back. Balin Spector, who was in, who was drafted last year. So they're super banged up at linebacker. We don't know about Benford yet. And by the way, the weather will be cleared by – they're going to get smoked on Saturday with with, with snow, but mm-hmm. it's going to clear out, and Sunday should be fine. They're There's going to be passing. You saw what Andy Reid did. He didn't care that was below zero. He threw the hell out of it. You saw 41 attempts. They're going to throw the football.
0: True. Yeah, he did. Um, Brett, I, I think these injuries are good for Mahomes because I feel like they need some help at this point. Um, what do you think? Not the greatest schematic matchup here. Um, they're going to play a lot of cover four, cover six, which a little bit of a challenge. I think, uh, not to be blatantly obvious, but last week I wrote in the article that I thought it would be 80% Kelsey and rice. And it was like 79%. Yeah. I feel like this will be a big Kelsey game. What else do you think?
2: Big Kelsey, big Rice game again, especially if, yeah. if Buffalo's gonna back off and play that much too high with the current state of their linebacking unit. This is gonna be Rice and Kelsey all day. Um, yeah, I think 80%, whether that's a joke or not, that's that's a legit reality again here this week. So um I, I love both those guys in this this matchup. Buffalo, gosh, they're I mean, AJ Klein played damn near every snap the other night. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's
1: Whew. Yeah, I mean, isn't that insane? Of all people, <laughs> yeah, that's that's you, not. Do what you that's think that's this might go
2: upset here with KC? I picked KC to win this game. Yeah. Oh so my god. god. Yeah.
0: So I. Yeah. I man, think these are the hardest playoffs to pick. Man, these are really hard. Yeah, Mahomes just goes
2: to a, a different level in the playoffs. It's it's wild. Even last week, I just like felt like he looked more comfortable, more confident, more. You know, just ever more everything he's good at, he just did it last week, and I know it was an easier matchup, but man, he just, you know, he just he wants it more in the playoffs.
0: Now, the other thing that scares you a little bit, no, Gabe Davis potentially, you've got Diggs getting the luxurious jam treatment, and you've got Shakir inside often against McDuffie, mm-hmm. you know. I think they need to run the ball, and I think it's a Kincaid game.
2: Kincaid, and no one, literally, no one is going to want to hear this, John, but also Dawson Knox. Uh, he did yeah. score last yeah. week. <laughs> he <did> um, score. <laughs> Chiefs have been bad against inline tight ends. I know Kincaid, they move him around. He'll play inline and play yeah. in a slot. But when they go 12 personnel, for whatever reason, the it's like Major League Baseball. The shift goes right to Kincaid. He's going to have two defenders in his vicinity and, and, Knox has the seam all day long. It's, it's wide open on tape. There's no way Buffalo is not seeing that. Um, I, I really do think that Knox okay. could have a big player too. I know that's so not sexy at all for <laughs> fantasy or props or whatever, but, uh, I, 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 like both Kincaid and Knox in this game and Khalil Shakir to, to a certain extent. So,
0: yeah, I could not believe that Shakir only got three catches in that game last week. I, I, I he mean, did I did score, a video. Though. We put it out. I'm like, "There's a lock." I mean, <laughs> that got it. It hit finally, but I guess they did a good job. But man, he's good. Do you have something, Adam?
1: No, no, no. Which is no. I was going to say at least Shak- Shakir started. And again, Gabe Davis is a contract here. The, the If they don't resign him, it's going to be Shakir because they, they love his ability. Because Gabe doesn't have the Shakir's versatility. He just doesn't run as deep, you know. And he's Gabe's a oh, better blocker. Yeah. But Shakir's sure. a good football player. And they don't have anyone else, John. That that's it. When
2: when they drafted Shakir, I thought it was for sure a Gabe Davis replacement. Um, what he did at Boise State was what Gabe Davis does for the Bills. It's really, you know, his transition to the slot, it was surprising to me. Um he's and he's surprisingly good at it as well. So so to Adam's point, he can do a lot of different things. And if he becomes a focal point of the offense, I I do think he's a really um he, he has a promising future there for sure.
0: Think it's going to have to be a James Cook game. Uh, Chiefs are giving up pretty generous 4.6 yards of carry. Uh, you know that, that includes last week when you know the Miami Dolphins backs were frozen literally. But uh, that will wrap it up. <laughs> uh, we thank Mr. Kaplan, uh, Mr. Whitefield, uh, our guy Trey, Tommy T, and the other side of the glass. I, I did uh, spend way too much time on that Hanson sense article last week. It was pretty good. Um, props were good mostly, but a couple of bad spots, but still did go four and one on my top five props, which puts me at 64.2% for the year. I'm trying to finish strong to get 65%. Uh, so 900 number on your nine hundred number. Yeah. I'm going to get my own 900 number. Uh, yeah, 65%. So that's pretty good. So I'll get to work on that. We'll put that up tomorrow. Uh, we'll do the, a couple of more live streams. All the content as usual. Uh, stay for it all for Adam and Brett. I'm John. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, and we'll catch you next time at FantasyPoints.com.